Hello, podcast world. Welcome to episode 68 of Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. Super stoked to welcome back Ben Flanagan to the pod and so grateful he chose to jump on and share his exciting news about signing with On Running from the Houston Marathon, where he'll be rocking his new kit in a stacked field and taking a swing at the Canadian national record of 61.28. We discuss closing a great chapter with Reebok and the Reebok Boston Track Club, his gratitude for them believing in him and the support given, the close friendships built over many shared miles and experiences with Colin Benny, Graham Crawford, Robbie Andrews, Justin Knight, Josette Norris, and others. The exciting new chapter with On, how this new deal came together, how their goals aligned, and how collaborative the process was. How his fall buildup with Coach Fox and training partner Colin Benny has him stronger and fitter than ever, leading to big wins at the Canadian 10K Champs and in Manchester on Thanksgiving. Ben's big future goals of stepping up to the marathon and qualifying to run 26.2 for Canada in Paris. Rooting hard for Ben to rip a fast one in Houston against a stacked field and have another signature tape-breaking moment. And excited to follow his running journey with On moving forward. Hope you all enjoy this convo as much as we did. So let's dive on in and take a listen. Again, welcome to Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. Or I should say, welcome back to Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm stoked to be back. I'm glad I didn't mess up the last time that you never want me back here again. So, uh, Ron, I'm I'm really happy to be chatting with you today. So, uh, thanks thanks for another invite. Mess up, dude. No way. You were like a huge hit on the show. Um, you got a big following on the Run Chats audience. Uh, you met a lot of the runners at Falmouth and different places where you've run and had huge success. And, you know, you just have a great positive attitude that comes across, you know, when you meet runners, when you're out there in the community and you're racing at Falmouth and all that. And uh, it came across in the pod as well. So that was awesome to have you on. And I'm excited to have you back. And we're going to talk a little about uh, some news with you making the recent announcement, leaving uh, Reebok Boston Track Club and Reebok, which was near and dear to you. You know, that's your first sponsorship deal. And I know that you were seriously close with a lot of the runners in that group. Um, and I saw your post and I saw like the heartfelt note you wrote. And, you know, it just touched me because like there's there's just something old school about you. Um, the way you do stuff where you just let people know um, that they took a chance on you and that meant something to you and it matters. And that those connections you made with those runners that they're going to be friends for life. So can you talk about that a little, like, like how it kind of came to be and, um, you know, like closing that chapter. And then we'll obviously talk about your exciting new news, um, in terms of what your new chapter will be. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the, the kind words about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't, uh, certainly wasn't easy to, um, you know, make that decision at the end of the day, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to start like, joining that group was, was truly a, a dream, a dream come true for me. You know, I've always wanted to run pro and there was a lot of times in my, my college career where uh, I had serious doubts that, that I had what it, what it took to, you know, 
to get the support I, I, I was looking for to, to really buy in post collegiately and, you know, achieve these goals, trying to make Olympic teams, run at major races, run as a pro. Um, so, you know, after I won NCAAs and, and the option to go pro came on the table, like that was one thing, but uh, I distinctly remember the day I got a phone call from Chris Fox. And that was like a whole nother thing. It, I was actually, I remember exactly where I was. I was watching, um, uh, a, a rally in Ypsilanti, Michigan, Abdul El Saeed was running for governor and AOC was speaking at the event. It was actually crazy. Like before she really, you know, blew up, but, uh, and took off. But anyways, I remember leaving cause Fox was calling me and I was like, I have to take this. So talk to Fox and, um, you know, you put it, you put it exactly, you know, as I would, I really felt like, you know, a lot of the guys that were signing had a lot of, um, a lot of success. And for me, you know, I had this one moment at NCAAs that, that proved what I was capable of, but I did feel like they were taking a chance signing me still. And, um, that belief was really cool. And I, I was just ecstatic to be a part of that group being coached by Fox and training along alongside those guys. And then fast forward three and a half years later, it's just, it's so much less about the, the professional structure, which I love, you know, that's still there, but now the point I am, my life is so much more about the relationships I have with each of those individuals. You know, I lived with Colin Benny, Rob Domanic, uh, Philo Germano. Like I lived with those guys for a year. Um, you know, I walked my dog with Colin and Rob the last year and a half every day. Like I've really built some really close relationships with those athletes and on the women's side too. Um, and I've grown a lot with that team. So, um, it wasn't an easy decision and, um, you know, truth be told, like it's something I, I came to terms with, uh, a little bit longer ago. And the first thing that was important to me was, um, having a conversation with everyone on the team and the coach and letting them know, um, I wouldn't be re-signing my contract. Um, and once we like, that was, that was a really hard first step. Um, but it, it went well, they supported me and, you know, still included me to train with the team, uh, knowing that I wouldn't be continuing in the new year. Um, so, uh, this, this announcement though, is like, it was really it, you know, it's like, I had the conversations, I knew it, but like really solidifying it and make it publicly known was, um, you know, was, was the challenge as well. And, um, I had a lot of people reach out, a lot of support. So, um, a really cool day to, to announce my transition transition, but also tough to, you know, have the reality sink in that, um, I won't be around some people that I've grown so close to. Yeah. I mean, there's so much emotion in there because they, you know, they take the chance on you, they give you the opportunity, you know, coach Fox reaches out and you get the opportunity and, you know, you're getting to run with Justin Knight and Colin and, you know, all these other terrific runners you're, you're living and sharing like your lives. I mean, you guys are out crushing miles, you're running miles, you're eating meals, you know, you spend so much of your time together. You're going to the same therapist, you're getting work done by the same people. I mean, so much of your lives are like connected and intersected. And then, you know, whether you're running for Reebok or, you know, that next brand, you're all still connected. I mean, you're all professional runners. You're all rooting for each other in the end. You all want to win. You know, you all want to yeah. be on the, on the podium, right? And you're all trying to, as you know, uh, you've got your stylish break and tape, man, that's, that's built your following. And, and people are so excited about your exuberance out there and how that actually comes to be. Um, but, you know, when the race is over, you know, it's all good, man. Everybody's like supportive of each other. It's the running community and all that. So, um, I saw the comments, you know, from the runners, you know, that you run with and the people who follow your, your page and support you. And it was just, it was really nice to see, you know, the support that people had for you and, and the, and the heartfelt wishes for you for success moving forward. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're bang on. And, and the one thing I will say is like, even when I first joined, um, you know, I was so excited. Um, but there is also that little bit of fire where you spend the first six months as a new pro, like trying to prove yourself every day. You know, it's like, I race these guys up until this point, they become my teammates. So it's like, we went to practice still with a little bit of an edge. And again, fast forward three and a half years later, like these guys have seen me at my absolute worst and they've seen me at my best. So it's like, we're just past all of that. And at this point, it's just like, we've got a great culture there of just bringing the most out of each other. And, um, you know, Colin Benny and Graham Crawford are the guys I've been working out with this fall. And, uh, we've had, and Robbie Andrews was with us for a while before he went to Flagstaff and, um, we've just got such a great groove and, uh, we're just so supportive and want to help each other out. So, um, it's awesome. And then everyone's had their own personal success and accolades and, um, it's been really cool, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome to see that, you know, them, them show their support um, publicly as well was very kind. They, they did it privately when I told them the first time, but for them to do it again was, yeah, it was very nice to see and um, very humbling. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's, as one door closes, as we know, um, you know, then the next opportunity awaits and um, you handle it really well. And, you know, you, you have the support of them as well for you moving forward, you know, onto the next thing, the next opportunity. And it's exciting. And you're down in Houston, you're getting ready to run the half, which is big for you. And uh, so share, share the news of uh, what the, what the big move is and, and how excited you are about all that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. You know, I, I, it was important for me to, um, you know, make sure I, I had everything settled and tied a bow on uh, my past situation before, um, you know, really announcing my next, but, um, I have a new deal signed, uh, which is really exciting. And, um, you know, I can't wait to be, uh, repping on, um, at, at the Houston half marathon, I'll be wearing the kit for the first time. And, uh, this is something I'm thrilled about, you know, from the moment I connected with on and they expressed interest in being an as an athlete, um, it was a very natural fit and, um, everything they're looking for aligns really well with, um, what I'm looking for at this stage of my career and as an athlete. Um, so I I'm really excited again, you know, I, I feel like it is another company that's, uh, you know, sure. I, I proved myself in, in a lot of ways on the roads. Um, but I still feel like, you know, as an older athlete signing a second deal, um, I'm very grateful for on, you know, taking a chance on, on me to represent their company at this stage or innovative, um, you know, clearly impressing a lot of people. So, um, I'm, re I'm really proud that I'll be representing, um, on from this point forward. It's so exciting. Uh, a super cool brand. Um, I've been to their downtown New York city flagship store. Um, you know, David Kilgore has been on my pod twice, a good buddy of mine, an amazing runner, um, you know, ultra distance, marathon distance, shorter distances can mix it up. Um, literally any terrain, any distance, he's the kind of guy who can throw down, but, um, you know, they've, they've really signed some terrific athletes, um, with great range and, you know, it's a great signing for them. I think they, uh, they got you at the right time. I mean, you're, um, you know, you look at your track record, man. I mean, you got Manchester on Thanksgiving, another W you had the Canadian 10 K champs. You won that race as well. So, I mean, and of course winning Falmouth for the second time. So you basically, at least as far as I know, your last three road races, you're three for three right <laughs> yeah 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 that's true and um yeah it's it it's been a, a very it's been an awesome experience just uh I, I negotiating is a weird term to use but um connecting with the company and meeting the people involved and hearing what they're looking for um it's been a very transparent and uh collaborative process you know they've been um you know interested in hearing my needs and uh supporting me around them and uh, they made it very clear what their goals are and 
uh, in, in their intentions with me in particular. And uh, they expressed they're interested in, um, you know, having some more representation uh, north of the border in Canada. Um, you know, you see a lot of people uh, in the U.S. especially, you see the onshoe a lot more nowadays. I'm always looking at airports and I see, you know, that cloud tech that that's so recognizable. Uh, but in Canada, there's still people, you know, my family members that I told before, my close friends, they're like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I, I know that brand yet. And I'm like, you guys will, you know, you will soon. So um, I'm really excited to tap into a like a, a territory where I think there's a lot of opportunity for, for growth. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of that. And uh, in addition to all the success they've had on the track, um, they're looking for someone to represent them at a high level on the roads. And uh, considering, you know, my, my history of success on the roads and the trajectory that I'm moving forward with in the half marathon and, and eventually the marathon, um, I think it's such a great fit for um, where they're looking to uh, grow. And uh, I'm just so excited to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, the company is, is really innovative. Um, they have unique outlook on everything, their technology, uh, their apparel, um, the style they have, how they launch things, just everything about them is unique. And um, was that was that some of the stuff that attracted you to the brand? I mean, of course, once somebody comes calling, you have to like take things seriously and look, hey, this is my career. You know, am I going to stay with this brand or maybe consider this other alternative? Like what were some things that like really, you know, kind of grabbed your attention as you were like evaluating this thing and like made this move feel like it was the right it was the right move and the right brand and, and the right time? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, the tech and the innovation is definitely um, a really intriguing part of it and something that um, I was really interested in. I remember seeing uh, on for the first time when I was at the running event in uh, Austin, Texas in 2018. And again, I saw that cloud tech for the first time, the holes in the shoe. And I was like, the first thing you think, you're like, what the heck are those? You know, they're so distinct, so noticeable. And then I've been so impressed to see their growth, you know, not only within the running community, but just um, in the general population, like a lot of different people, whether it be for comfort, for style, for fashion, for athletic performance, they're really hitting uh, a lot of different markets, um, which I think is awesome. Um, truth be told, one of the things that impressed me the most and, you know, really made my decision a lot easier is they made me feel wanted, you know, and um, to be fully transparent, you know, I'm 20, 27 as of recently. Um, I'm not getting any younger. And um, I feel like I still have my best days in the sport ahead of me, but you can't help but feel a little insecure as you get older that, you know, your stock may not be as high as when you're a college kid and you've got unlimited potential. Um, so to have not, uh, for to have on come to the table, really making me feel valued and making me feel like I could contribute to this brand, um, which I also feel that way as well, but to have them make that so clear, um, was really appealing to me. It made me really excited to get on board um, because they made me excited to be a part of their team. And um, it's been a very welcoming and inclusive process. You know, I got to chat with Andy Weeding the other day, who now works for the company. And I'm a big fan of Andy Weeding, watch his YouTube videos growing up. Um, and the whole team has just been so supportive. I can text them and, you know, they can basically give me any guidance I need and support. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just really thrilled for not only what they have going on right now, but where they're going. I've gotten a sneak peek of um, some of the some of the tech and products that are going to be launched in the next few months. Um, and I can't wait to be one of the first people to be sporting those um, sporting those shoes. So it's gonna be sick. 
Nice. Are you going to be ripping in a in a sick new kit and and new gear? Uh, at you said you said Sunday, so like for everybody listening at home, we're recording on a Friday night. So um, you'll be. It's an early morning start, if I remember. I think this is like six thirty or seven. It was an early start when I ran Houston, which is a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I think it's a seven a.m. Central uh, start. So I got a little bit of an Eastern uh, edge, which means I get to sleep in a little bit more than their Central folks. Nice. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take that for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we finalized the deal not very long ago, to be honest. So, um, it was pretty cool because we knew I was running Houston and, you know, I, I'm, I've got some big goals, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about in this, uh, in this call. Um, but, uh, they wanted to make sure that I was prepared to represent the brand that I had everything I needed. So, uh, hopped on a call with them and they're like, what do you need? We'll get it to you right away. So they got me the kit. They got me some track suits. Uh, to represent on uh, on the starting line at Houston. So I'll be in the fresh new kit. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait for everyone to see me in a new uniform that I'm I'm really proud to wear. Yeah. And you got the nice, uh, you got the nice rain gear jacket on or tech jacket on that you're sporting right now. So you're, you're, uh, you're fully cloaked at this point, ready, ready to rip. And uh, yeah, Houston's a great track, man. I think it's a great race for you. Um, you know, you, it, the half and the full, I mean, basically you're kind of out there at the same time, you know, more or less. And it's a fast track, you know, it doesn't really have all that many turns. Um, you get some wind out there, but come on, man, you're from Canada, man. You're used to elements and cold, man, and, and running at Michigan. So this is not going to be an issue for you for sure. But, um, and I know you've only run the one half, which I know you won the race. And I'm pretty positive. I took it from my notes from our last chat was like 103.19. I'm pretty sure. Right. Bang on. Boom, which is sick and totally fast, but it wasn't, I know it was not, it's in the, certainly in the top 10 of Canadian records. And I know those are always big goals for you. And I know you're always looking at that stuff where you stand against uh, Canadian times and all, are you going to go for a record of any kind? Or is it just like, Hey man, whatever the race brings, I want to be mixing it up and having a shot to win it. Is that really more the goal? Yeah. Uh, great question. So, um, he, uh, that Hardyville, South Carolina, debut was was very interesting because in my first time at the event um my goal uh part of my french was really just not to fuck it up like that was really like <laughs> my goal going in is i was like just don't do anything dumb and try to take the w that that was my goal so it was a super conservative um start to the race uh athanas kiyoko who's now actually a collegiate star at campbell he was in the race and took off early and Matt McClinock kind of reeled me in and, and held me back and was like, Hey man, you don't want to go just, just chill. And, uh, I ran with Matt on the big 10. He was at Purdue and I was at Michigan. So I owed him one. I owed him a beer for that. That was wise, wise words. So I was like, all right. So I was so antsy the whole first 10 K cause we were running pretty close to five minute pace, which, you know, isn't anything crazy for, for, you know, what, what I'm hoping for now at, at the level I'm at. Um, and then we ripped the last 10 K probably in around 29 minutes. So, um, 20 or 63, 19 at time. I was really proud of. It's not anything to totally write home about. Um, but now like, you know, I'm fitter than ever. I, I've got a couple, you know, really strong performances on the road on my belt. I'm in Houston. Uh, one of the fastest courses you can get. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm not messing around. My goal is fully to, uh, take down the Canadian record of, uh, 61, 28, uh, by, uh, Jeff Schiebler. So I've got 61, 27 on my brain. And, um, Ideally, I'd like to break it by a lot if I can. Um, but still, you know, I, I do want to respect the distance and I don't have a lot of experience. So I, I feel like I'm going to be cautiously aggressive if I'm allowed to use that, if that makes sense. Um, because uh, I, I feel confident that I can handle 440 pace, which is, you know, going to 
be good enough to break the Canadian record. But um, early on, I'm definitely going to have to just check in at how I feel running that quick, especially considering people can go out 425, 430 on this course and uh, just be smart and, um, you know, rely on my race instincts um, because this is fast. And Falmouth and Manchester, like both those races that I won, like those aren't known for being fast. It's like more of a gritty, um, tough type of run. And I do thrive, I feel like more in those conditions. Um, so yeah, I've got to be ready to just strap it in and, and get going from the gun. Um, and now I'm excited to see what I can do. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm right about 10th on the Canadian all-time list right now. And hopefully by Sunday, I'll, I'll be number one. I love it, man. You got a big goal in mind and you're ready to go after it. And, you know, you got to be smart. Can't go crazy. Like, you know, just like your, the sage words from uh, your boy there in that first race, like, Hey, people can just like go bananas early in some of these races and maybe even halfway through or more. Um, you definitely got to let it come to you, but you know, you need to stay within contact and that's, that's the key, man. If you're within range and you're close, that's going to be a great opportunity for you, man, because they don't want to leave you a big swing at the end, man. If you got a chance late to close, that's going to be, that's good news for Ben Flanagan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I definitely am going in like respecting the field as well. Like there's a couple of guys that have some PRs under 60 minutes, um, which, you know, one day I, I want to be at as well, whether I'm at that level right now, that's going to be a big day for me. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to to duke it out with some some really you know some of the best guys in the world and and see where I see where I stand. Um, considering there's some guys coming in with some some pretty remarkable accolades. Well, I think that's one of the great choices for um, Houston is a great choice because you're always going to get a strong field in the half and the full men's, women's, super competitive. Uh, many people were using it to qualify for us in our American U.S. Olympic trial standards. Many runners would hit it there. That would usually be like the last stop timing wise to make it like the last stop on the train, if you will. So um, fast course, really well run logistics. I'm sure they do a great job for the elites, um, you know, in terms of setting it up and managing it for for all of you. So uh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff, man. It's Friday night. You got to already be getting the juice has got to be going already, right? Yeah, I'm trying not to. So uh, yeah, after this uh, podcast, I'm going to relax, go get some dinner. Uh, my family's coming to town. Um, so uh, really excited to be uh, you know sharing this experience with them and my girlfriend's family in town. So it's not often we get everyone together. So um, yeah, just going to plan on taking the edge off. Um, I'm actually going to be involved in a, a group run uh, tomorrow at a local coffee shop uh, for, some, for anyone that wants to join. Um, this will be after that point. So, uh, but I'm excited about that. And then uh, then it's all business from there. Um, I'll get in the zone and go to bed early and be ready to rip on Sunday morning. Awesome, man. Totally awesome. Now, shifting gears for a sec, did you consider, because I know when we were on the last time, we did say if you were going to step it up and go the full distance and do a marathon that, you know, you felt really comfortable, your debut would have to be at Boston. And I remember when the men's elite field, I went through it, there's like 87 days, I'm rolling through, I'm rolling through, because we hadn't talked yet. I knew you said you were going to come on, but I didn't ask you. And I'm just like, I wonder, is he in there? Is he in there? He wasn't in there. I was like, oh, damn. But I was like, you know what? It's smart. You got to be ready, man. And I know you're going to, you're approaching this thing patiently. I mean, you've built your distances up, you built your strength up, um, you know, through this last fall, I'm sure you really cranked your mileage up a lot. Like what sort of changes did you make to your training? You know, obviously you put a lot of focus on track and that's where the gears come from and the wheels to be able to go out on the roads and win these races. But what kind of changes did you put forth in the fall, you know, to get ready for Houston and maybe for future, for future racing? Yeah. Um, I spent so much time with Colin Benny, um, and he's just such, 
you know, he's definitely one of the best training partners I've ever had. He just comes to every session ready to go. And, um, he's very strong and tough and, uh, just a lot of the workload has been, um, very strength focused. Um, you know, whether it be, uh, solid fartleks or tempos or like long run workouts, but, um, the biggest difference for me, like whether it's just getting more familiar with Fox's training, um, and getting better or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just felt so much more in control this fall where it's like, we would, we would crank out monster sessions and sessions that I could hardly make it through probably a year or two ago. Um, but halfway through it's just getting started. You know, I felt like super conservative through the first half. And then if I wanted to press, I could, but I finished a lot of workouts feeling like I had, you know, a quarter of a tank still left. And with that type of, um, training setup, I could bring it every single workout because I never really emptied the tank. Um, so even when I went to Manchester, like I knew I was ready to go. Um, but did I feel like I was going to win by 15 seconds? No, but you know, I got up the King of the Hill and I felt phenomenal. And, uh, that's when I started to realize that I just feel so much more in sync with my body right now. Um, even at, you know, a lot more competitive paces than I have in the past. Um, and then, yeah, with that, uh, maybe a little bit of an increase in mileage, but in general, I'm not really that big of a mileage guy. You know, I get up to 85 miles in six, but a big thing that I do want to see is I take a day off every single week, Sunday, I, uh, most weeks I don't run. Um, so it's been really focusing on balancing, you know, the hard work and the recovery and, uh, yeah, maybe not going to the well every session. And, uh, we didn't do a lot of sessions throughout the year, you know, uh, we'd honestly go maybe Wednesday and then a workout long run on Saturday. So you're really only doing two workouts a week and uh, kind of just stacking bricks. So um, yeah, there's a number of reasons that it seems that things are working right now. Um, and uh, that last one, the last piece of the puzzle is really just kind of the fuel that came off of um, not making that a Canadian Olympic team and winning Falmouth, those two together. Um, I felt like I took a pretty short break and I really wasn't even planning on running the Canadian 10K champs because I thought it was too soon. But um, I got back to training and things just pretty organically fell right in place. And I was like, you know what, I'm ready to go and hopped into that race. And that was just such a good way to set the tone and go into the rest of the fall. Really confident. Yeah. Cause I was before Manchester, right? Manchester was Thanksgiving and the Canadian 10 K that was, that preceded it. Right. Yeah. That was about October 13th. So, um, finishing, uh, Falmouth, you know, maybe August 14th, probably around take two weeks of pretty much nothing. So I got into September and, you know, I was, I was asked by my agent, Dan Lilo, like, do you want to run Canadian 10K champs in six weeks? And at that time I was like, are you crazy? Like it's pretty soon. And, uh, sure enough, like I started hopping in sessions with Colin as he was prepping for Boston actually in the fall. And, um, you know, he crushed me, but, uh, I was able to hang with him better than I expected. And sure enough, I was hanging longer and longer. And then basically as he was starting to taper, I was starting to get to a point where I could actually hang with him. And then he absolutely you know, crushed at Boston first American. And I was like, wow, okay. Like if I can hang with that guy, clearly I'm in pretty good shape and, uh, you know, ran Canadian champs. Well, and from that point on, it was just about getting quality workouts every single session. And, uh, Graham Crawford has been a huge part of that as well. Yeah. See, that's awesome. So aerobic strength, aerobic power is like big time on the climb. Um, so a lot of that work there, you know, your body is just getting, even though you're not crushing like crazy amount of miles, like certain runners are, Hey, you've had your injury struggles in the past at Michigan, stress fractures, et cetera. Like we are, we're all built to run a certain amount. And the single hardest piece of the Rubik's cube to solve is what's the right mileage 
for whatever, whether you're a 3000 meter runner, cross country runner, miler, marathoner, like if you can figure out like what that sweet spot is where you can stay strong, stay healthy, but continue to build and get better, then you, then you solve the problem. So that's, that's a big, big piece. And, um, yeah, Colin, uh, he crushed it at Boston, man. He had, he had himself a hell of a race, man, for sure. So yeah, that's got to also leave you feeling really good about yourself as you can continue to build up and take a look at maybe a marathon down the road, um, in your future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, last, uh, last thing is, um, with my training routine, the last thing I did is I, I just, uh, I started doing strides, um, a lot more seriously in the fall as well. So, uh, not even crazy, but, uh, once a week I would do, you know, some pretty high quality, um, really short speed work. And, um, that's kind of kept a little bit of, uh, snap in the legs with, uh, a lot more aerobic work. Um, but yeah, with, uh, with Colin, like I, I gauge a lot of my fitness based on my workouts with Colin. He's kind of like my, like the guy I look at to be like, okay, if I can hang with Colin, then I'm in great shape. Um, so, uh, he's been such a good training partner throughout the years and, uh, his, his marathon success, uh, definitely provides me, me confidence that, you know, I look at a guy like him and he's very inspirational and it makes me feel like, Hey, you know what, maybe I'm, maybe I can run 209 or, or faster. And I know Colin, you know, that's not where he wants to stop. He wants to be a 208, uh, guy or faster. And, um, looking up to him and Marty Heher and seeing the, what they've accomplished has definitely been really inspirational for what's attainable for a guy like me. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm not in a rush to get to the marathon, but I am really excited about when it happens. And the timeline for me is, um, I definitely feel like I'm going to be aiming for the marathon in Paris. Um, so I'm kind of working backwards from there. Um, I obviously need a qualifier for that event, um, a good debut before then, and probably another one under my belt. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's as early as the fall of 2022, but maybe the spring of 2023 is more realistic. Yeah. Fall. So fall, spring timing, you have to pick your best race or a course that's suited to you. Um, or now can you, from the Canadian side, cause I know on the U S side, the men and women can run a really crazy fast half and also qualify, um, to run, but I no, no, that's just to get into the trials. That's not to be able to run on the team. You know, they'll have to run, you know, in the tri in our trials to make the team, our top three men and top three women's times. It's not from a race throughout the year. Is it similar in Canada? Like, will it be, um, you know, like fastest three marathon times for the men and women, is that pretty much how it works for qualifying for Paris? Yeah, more or less. Um, you know, this year was a bit unique. Um, I think it was just a straight descending order list. Um, so usually like in Canadian history, uh, we don't often have more than three guys, uh, on the distance side fast enough to be on the team, like to make it, uh, let alone four or five. But over the last two years, we've run into this wonderful problem where we've had more than three guys qualify and then you have to actually select who's the best fit. Um, so this past year, yeah, they did a straight descending order list. Um, because I believe, um, well, there was a trials, but it was so long ago because in the trials, I think in 2019, the fall, um, and then COVID happened. So it was almost like a 16 month gap or so, but anyways, long story short, um, if I accomplish what I hope to accomplish, then I feel confident that I'll be, um, I'll be on that team in Paris. Um, easier said than done, especially for a guy that's never run a marathon, but you know, I've got high, high goals of, you know, I want to start here, break the Canadian record in the half. Um, if that goes well, um, you know, I would love to set my sights on, uh, trying to run the Canadian record in the marathon one day. Um, if it doesn't get broken before then, which is, uh, 209 30 ish, but, um, yeah, so 
when I moved to the marathon, I want to, I want to be really competitive in North America. Um, and, uh, ideally globally and at the majors. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the debut is going to be, but, uh, between Boston or, um, you know, a, a high profile, uh, Canadian marathon like Scotiabank or Ottawa, um, those are on the table as well. But honestly, um, I'm pretty naive at this point. I don't know the, the schedule well enough to know it's the best fit. Uh, so it's, um, it's a side of the sport I'm going to have to learn more about before I start making decisions. Yeah, you'll dig further in. I mean, you'd have huge support up in Canada, obviously, and should. Um, but we'd love to have you in New York City, bro. I know, I know, Boston. Yeah, Boston's cool. your jam, but it's not going to work out timing wise because you know it. It probably just wouldn't wouldn't match up, right? I mean, because you're not going to be in this one, and then next year, April will probably be too late, right? It, you'd probably want to do it before then, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, I'd have to look back at the qualifying tables because we got um. We got Eugene World Championships this year, and then there's another uh, World Championships, I think Budapest next year. Um, so yeah, I guess there would be an opportunity to make the world team in the marathon. Um, and if that was the case, yeah, it would start to look at maybe something closer to the fall or winter. But we'll have to see. So um, in the short term, um, I do want to rock a really quick 5K and 10K again. I'm not done there yet. Um, so I do have goals of you know PRing in both of those events, whether it be late this indoor season or early, um, outdoor, depending on how I come off of this half. Um, but after that, um, ideally I make the world championships in Eugene. And then from there it's all right, let's prep for the big one. So, um, I'm pretty excited for that transition when it does happen. Awesome, man. You got some huge goals out there and uh, we'll be excited to follow along on the training side. I know you were centered in Virginia, you know, working with uh, the Reebok uh, Boston TC Club, you know, with Colin and the group of people that you were getting the training in. Um, have you thought about where, you know, you're going to be doing your stuff? Are you going to stay in Virginia as you've been now running for on? Or do, you, do they have a center or a group um, like in Boulder or Flagstaff or something like that? Because it's very hard. There's so much movement recently with nat runners from Nazalead and different runners bouncing around and leaving and going to new coaches and new groups. And it's it's kind of kept us all busy and a little <laughs> bit dizzy from our yeah. end of people who are doing podcasts and try to follow all the runners and where everybody's going. But what's what's the plan or do you even have? one at this point for where you're gonna where you're gonna do your training yeah it's funny uh it goes to show what happens at the end of uh an olympic year right that's like typically when contract cycles end and uh shakes things up quite a bit so there's been a lot of movement uh it's been exciting to follow um for me uh yeah it's still uh it's still tbd um so i'm currently in the process of figuring out exactly where i'm gonna be um so on does have a group in boulder colorado the on athletics club with joe klecker uh, Ollie Hoor, um, Morgan McDonald, Gordy Beamish, Alicia Monson, a lot of, a lot of phenomenal athletes. Um, and, uh, my deal with on isn't, uh, through direct affiliation with that club. So it does provide me some flexibility and autonomy to, um, find a training environment that I think is going to suit me best. Um, I, I spoke with Dathan and, uh, he's, he's awesome. And, uh, you know, he's been very welcoming and let me know that if I ever am in Boulder, I can overlap with the team, which I think would be really cool. Um, but for me, you know, I'm at a stage in my life where it's really important for me to just take in consideration, uh, you know, my girlfriend, Hannah, uh, my family, her family, um, you know, our next step, um, of course, running is a huge part of it, but, um, it's also, um, really about what's going to make us happy, um, together, um, you know, provide us the opportunity to still be close to the people we love. Um, so, um, we're trying to balance, you know, 
where we can do that while still having, you know, an elite training environment. So um, no decision has been like completely finalized yet that, um, that uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be announcing, but um, things should be uh, determined in the next, um, next few weeks. So uh, as of right now, I'm still living in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, working with the group, working with Fox, and it's been a great experience. Um, and then uh, there should be a next step coming in the near future. Awesome, man. Well, look, those are those are big decisions and not to be made lightly. You're a family guy, man. It's deep. It runs deep in you. Um, and, you know, you got the big extended family back home. You know, you have your girlfriend. You know, you got to be comfortable wherever you are. And sure, Boulder's a great training environment. It's almost impossible to beat. But that doesn't mean it's going to be great for you. You got you to gotta figure out what's best for you. And, uh, you know, you're at that point where you want to be comfortable and, and secure and, you know, maybe stay and put is what's best, but you'll figure it out. You'll work it out and you'll go all in and you'll, uh, you'll do what needs to be done. I have no doubt of that. So, uh, anything else we didn't hit that you want to, you know, cover off on, man. Cause I so appreciate you come jumping on, you know, while you're down there in Houston with all of this stuff going on, anything we didn't get a chance to, uh, to hit that you have coming up that you want to cover off on. Yeah, well, uh, the one thing I was just going to comment on that that you expressed that um, resonated with me a lot is um, that's one thing I, I I also really appreciate about this situation with On is um, I made it pretty clear early in the process that um, I was looking for a situation where I could be selective in terms of where I wanted to be with uh, you know my family of my girlfriend Hannah and our dog Norman <laughs> um, and uh, On totally got that you know they have a group that they're investing a lot of money and resources in and um you know they they were flexible with me and said yeah you know we want to sponsor you as an athlete and uh, we trust that you'll make decisions to um support yourself in the way to um be the best version of yourself as an athlete and beyond so um i can't i can't really express how much i appreciate that because that was a huge part of my decision process but um in terms of everything we talked about today no i think uh i think we we covered it all so uh you know i'm really grateful to just be here again uh you know, we didn't have this on record earlier, but uh, I know you and I are talking about linking up in New York City sometime. So um, I would love to uh, hang out with you and in the squad. Uh, I uh, I got some other friends in New York City, so I'm due for a trip. And I recently got a, a Strava comment from Malcolm Gladwell. So I'm going to try to sneak in a, a couple miles with him, too, because I'm a, I'm a big fan. I used to I used to read his books when I was in the sauna. I, I don't read really any books at all. And I've, I've gone through like three or four Malcolm Gladwell books among his podcasts. So um, yeah, it'd be really cool to see the city and uh, meet you in person, Ron. Oh, that would be the best, dude. You know, I will set us up, man. We will get together an awesome group of people who are uh, big Ben fans and uh, we'll, we'll rock some Central Park miles. We'll get some brunch. Or if we do it in the afternoon or evening, we'll go out, which would be more fun. And we'll rock, <laughs> rock a couple of uh, some cold ones, man, and just uh, celebrate all the good things to come, man, for sure. But uh, look forward to it very much and, and really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing the exciting news, man. We wish you nothing but the best. We wish your family the best. And, uh, and hope you rip it on Sunday and, uh, you have your best day, man. And if they leave you with a shot, man, I know, I know how it's going to end. So that's what I'm hoping for, brother. I'm hoping that you got your shot. You got your crack. Cause that's a nice, long, narrow straightaway where you come in. Cause I've run that race, man. It's just a nice eye line, you know, while you're coming in there and you can just see the big finish line. It's one of those, you know, certain finish lines are just not all that sexy and other ones are just awesome. It's a good one, man. So it'd be a nice one to see you ripping through and, and doing the patented leap. So that's what we're going to hope for, man. <laughs> And send send you the best wishes on that for sure, man. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really excited to go, and I uh, can't tell you how much I, I I appreciate the support throughout all of this. And uh, yeah, thanks for, the, for thanks for the listeners uh, for tuning in as well. And uh, hopefully, we got more to celebrate soon. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So we sign off every episode. We tell everybody to keep lacing them up, keep getting out the door, and always remember to stay in the fight. Wow, that was so much fun for me to have that conversation with Ben. He's just such an easy guy to root for. He has such a positive mentality about his running. And uh, you could totally see um, why he's such a great teammate, you know, not only at Michigan, but with the Reebok crew and no doubt uh, with the on group that he'll be joining in the future. Um, We don't know where he'll base his training out of. He may stay in Charlottesville, Virginia. Who knows? Potentially, he could end up making his way to Boulder and hooking up with that great group of runners that are working together out there. Wherever it is, I know big things are coming for Ben because he's a grinder. He loves to work, and he's a hugely goal-driven guy. Um, And he's got such a great positive attitude, so he's super easy to root for. So, So excited and grateful that he chose uh, Run Chats uh, for a platform to uh, release this information and share what he's up to means a lot to me. Um, And I know he's got a lot of big fans on the Run Chats community. So I know you'll all be stoked to hear this awesome news. And no doubt, uh, if we get Ben to New York City, as we talked about, and he's good, he's going to follow through on that. I will put that out on my Ron Runs NYC and Run Chats page and hopefully make some kind of a fun meet and greet run event out of it to come. So uh, excited for this and uh, hope you all are following Ben's running journey and rooting hard for him to do some more signature tape breaking moves. So as we say at the end of every episode, my friends, keep lacing them up. Keep getting out the door and always remember to stay in the fight. Peace out, my friends.